What's up, people? 21 questions uh, with Joe Joey this evening. I'm your host, IC. I am the founder of the Sit Down UK. And the Sit Down UK is simply a live Q&A platform uh, that we started in 2017. Um, and when Corona hit, we had to evolve. And we had to come online. Um, and we've got a weekly platform that we do every Thursday, 9pm, where we interview guests and we just unpack their stories. So if you're joining us for the first time, welcome, 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 welcome. You have season one and season two to catch up on. And you can do that through the IGTV channel uh, that we have on the Instagram platform. Uh, if you're not an IGTV person, feel free to check out YouTube, um, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And all those are available through the link in our bio. Last thing before we get started, we have a mailing list. So when we get our events um, back up, we are going to be getting the tickets out. We're going to be starting our events, etc. If you want first dibs on those tickets, I recommend that you go into our bio, click on the mailing list. We have about 145 members on our exclusive mailing list. Once it hits 200, it closes. It's done. Okay, we won't be adding any more people. So get in on it. Make sure you click the link in our bio and be a part of our mailing list. Cool. Let's get this cracking, man. I'm, I'm excited. Big up Juliet in the building every week. Faithful, faithful. <laughs> Good to see you. Big up Jossie. Um, if it's your first time at 21 Questions, I would love you uh, to put a trophy in the comment section. That's, that means first, you're first. Um, I would love you to have a trophy in the comment section. But without further ado, my brother is here. So I'm going to run over to Joe Joy right now and we're going to get this cracking. Hey. hey, pull up that. that my, brother. my brother, hey, I'm just, I'm yeah. just watching King's speech, man. Don't mind me, don't mind Come me. Come on, bro. Man's just... Come on, bro. <laughs> my, my best song yet, to be fair. Oh, you, is that one of your favourites? King's speech is my favourite. I'm not going to let order. Let me just turn you off on this, bad boy. Yeah, King's speech is my favourite, bro. For real? Okay. Shut up, that's, that's my... That one there for my heart. Like, that's my favorite tune. Who produced it? Yeah, can I say um, JBJ Beats? Yeah. Too cold. One of the coldest. That one there. <laughs> it, that one there reminds me of the lockdown. We went into lockdown. Yeah. And I was like, "What the hell am I meant to do?" Like Boris said, "The, the whole city's locked off. Like, what are we meant to do?" Yeah. And, yeah. Um, my videographer that I work with, Mark, MJ Visuals, mm. he was literally like, bro, either way, let's just get it done. And we just, you get me first at the start of lockdown, we got it done, so. So what, so ever since lockdown, because I, yeah. for me, I've seen like a ramp up of your content. Like, yeah. is that because of lockdown forced you to, to just go out? No, lockdown really helped. Mm. Really, really helped. When lockdown came, because my mindset was like, all right, cool. Because a lot of people are like, lockdown's here, what am I going to do? Yeah, yeah. Lockdown came and I was like, either way, I'm still going to go hard. So we dropped King's Speech and King's Speech is my most streamed song. About 75k streams, 44,000 views on my channel. Come on. Um, and then from there, we kind of just, yeah, I was like, freestyle after freestyle. I'm going to yeah. use this lockdown and utilise it to the best of my ability. Yeah. So you get so, me? So, so it kind of put the fire in your back. Yeah, yeah, because I was like, I could, I could do either one of two things. I could sit down in this lockdown and do nothing, yeah. or I can use this lockdown to the best of my abilities. Yeah, yeah. 
literally, bro. Come on, man. Well, bro, um, this for me is like, I'm excited, bro, because... It's a long time coming, bro. <laughs> you, let me get myself comfortable. Yeah, you, you, were, you're the first, you were the first artist that ever performed at... Um, yeah, you were the first artist that ever performed at the sit-down event. Yeah, 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 I remember, that was like, what, 20, what was that, 2017? 2017, I think that was like the 15th of April, 2017, yeah, yeah, you were the yeah, first yeah, artist, yeah. and um, I still, I've still got that, where is it, yeah, I've still got that video today, bro, I still got it today. Oh, there's pain for, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah, But you're somebody who, like I always say, is one hit away, you're, I love your voice, your voice is so uh authoritative like like it's it has so much power behind it so i love i love the way you use it and i you know things like king's speech that yeah. show your versatility yeah because yeah, before you, yeah. we'll get into the music but before you know you had yeah. your, the first presentation of joey was um the very reflective the sptv freestyles street stars yeah, yeah. etc uh, but yeah, yeah. this lockdown and, and it's really like spread your wings okay. to say, yeah, yeah man can do this, yeah. man can do that. There's, there's reasons for that. There's a lot of reasons for that as well, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that. All right, all right. Well, welcome to, welcome to 21 Questions. Uh, it works like this. You had nice 21 time. questions or more. Uh, you got one pass card. So if there's a question you do not want to answer, um, okay. feel free to use your pass card. And um, to <laughs> yeah. everyone that is just joining us, welcome uh, this is where we ask George Ray 21 questions or more. But if you That's have good. a question, there's a question uh, function at the bottom of the screen. Click on that, put your question in there. And as we go along, I'm going to include your questions. So, bro, are you ready? Ready. We're here. We're born ready. We're <laughs> <laughs> ready. Uh, all right, quick, this is your quick final round. So quick questions. As it comes to your head, answer them. Don't think too hard about it. Let's go. Let's get it. So, a little birdie told me. Oh. <laughs> a little birdie told me that you love to eat. And the fact that you love to eat, you love to eat a lot, but you don't put on no weight. So, so and that they, they are so mesmerized at how this happens. Oh my days. So, so I want to know what is one meal that you could eat over and over and over again and never get bored of? Um, brown stew chicken, white Ooh. rice, and dumpling. Okay. Me, I can eat that. I can never get bored of that. I can never get bored of that. Brown stew chicken, white rice, and dumplings. Come on. Fried or boiled dumplings, I don't mind. <laughs> we can eat that for breakfast. If there's leftovers, we eat that for breakfast, for lunch, and for dinner. Love it, love it. All right, then. Um, you are also uh, Mr... I call you Mr. Drippy. Because uh, <laughs> so, you, any video, your jackets are immaculate. I don't know how many jackets you have. Yeah, but I've got those. What is your favourite item in your wardrobe? If, you're, if your cupboard was, God forbid, but if your wardrobe was burning, what is the one item you'd grab? That is, um, the one item I would grab <laughs> is my, um, bro, bro. <laughs> I got too much. Uh, do you know what I would grab? Um, I've got uh, my Stone Island jacket. Ooh, what colour? Um, brown. It's like a brown beige. I'll grab that. Why not? I'll grab it. Um, 
the warm, it's thick, it's stylish. Yeah, it's just got everything to it. I get it. But I'd grab that and just run off. <laughs> if my wardrobe was burning, I'd grab that and cut still. Are you like a are you like a coat person? Like coats are your yeah. jackets and coats. Wow. I've got plenty of jackets and coats. Um I feel like they're the best. I'm a winter guy. I love the winter. So in the winter time, I feel like that's the time when you can best um, you can dress your best. Again, yeah. in the summertime, you can't really do much in the summer. It's either a t-shirt, shorts. You get me. Sometimes yeah, I yeah. even wear shorts in the summer. But winter time, you can put on a coat, turtleneck, jumper, mm. woolly hat. You get me. Flexible on them. Someone turtleneck gang. All right. Um, what made you smile this week? Something that made you smile this week. That made me smile this week. Um, uh, my nephew. Oh. My nephew. He was. Um, I was telling him about money. He's four years old. Well, he's going to be four, in fact. I was telling him about people that work. I was like, you have to work. And I was like, you have to do this, you have to do that. And he looked at me and said, he's like, when I do music, I'm working. I was like, that's it. You, you literally got the concept. Nice. Literally, literally understand the concept of work at the age of what, three? Mm-mm. So, you get me? Young, that ones. Like, Young ones, when is, uh, when is Joe Joey the happiest? When am I the happiest? Um, in my bed, sleeping. Really? <laughs> or in the studio. <laughs> then my, yeah 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 my bed in the studio yeah even one of them two still how do you yeah. how do you feel when you're in the studio and and you just laid something down and you listen to it again and it's fire um fulfilled mm. that's the best word that's the best word i could use to describe that i feel fulfilled i feel like i've gone to the booth because you know it's art in it and you spend time on Trust. Right, and you go to the booth thinking, all right, cool. Is it going to be a banger? And you lay it down, and you're like, yeah, this one. Yeah, I thought, yeah, there's a certain fulfillment that you get from that store. Nice, love it. Um, what song right now do you play on repeat? Um, do, 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 Quicksand by Maury. By who? Maury. Ah, you used to go set up that one. <laughs> Quicksand. What was that? Rap. Too, too, yeah, 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 yeah. Too okay. cold. Too cold, very, very, very cold, very fire. Yeah, yeah. UK, no American, American artist. Okay, okay. Too cold. Oh, yeah, man. Just came on, spat his pain, and but he done it in this fair way, very hard. Oh, very okay, certainly, yeah, definitely send me that. Send me that. Um, tell me a favorite line, or no, no, verse will be too hard. Actually, it's up to you. Actually, favorite line or favorite verse of yours that you love, you love it, and you're like, yeah, I killed it. Uh, King speech had to find a purpose. No, no, worth is grand on garms, but it's all worthless. worthless. So many clowns like you're living in a circus. circus. Oh, my brother Jake, he showed me where the church Churches. is. Old things resurface. Some good things, Asian things, and Turkish. That that one there, yeah, my favorite <laughs> story. It's funny because I wrote that actual line down for later. So, trust me, that one there, my favorite one still. Why? Why would you say that? Um, the way I came in on it, I had to find a purpose. Now I know what worth is. So I found my purpose, and now I know what worth is. But I still spent grams on garms, but it's worthless. Yeah. Yeah. So just the meaning of those few bars, mm. literally. Yeah. Does it take? Does, I'm going to ask you about lyrics. Let me wait for the music part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what challenge are you currently trying to overcome? Mm, 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 mm. Um. Honestly, mm. I feel like I've got a bit of a... I, I used to have a really bad temper. 
really bad temper. So I find myself at times being in a space where um, situations happen mm. and sometimes you click back into the old you and then I remind myself who I am today. A lot of things isn't worth it. God didn't put me on this earth to even be that way. Yeah. It's not God's will and all these other things. So that is one thing. I wouldn't say struggling, but I'm, I'm working on it. Mm. Fully working on it. Please, I, know, please, please. I know that there's a lot of things that happen in people's lives that um, have opened doors to allow people now to move in a certain way today mm. um, that we don't really talk about. You go through things, you experience certain traumas, traumatic things, you make certain decisions and you never talk about it ever again. You may talk about it on a surface level, but you never go into the depths. Mm. And for that reason, certain characteristics always pop up. They always pop up and you never actually deal with it. So, yeah, that's one of the things I think. My temper. Yeah. <laughs> when, when was the last time you lost your temper? Um, that I really lost my temper. I think, no, that I really lost my temper, that I saw red, was probably 2018. Um, yeah, no, nothing, nothing too major. I had a little situation, ended up punching through glass, got a scar on my hand, had an operation. Yeah, yeah man. It was just, yeah, yeah. I, I, know, I know what tempers can do and where tempers can take you. Yeah. So I'm always, I always bring it to God, always pray about it, and just to get that, get me just nip it in the bud so damn damn oh thank you for sharing man um what's the best piece of advice you've ever received oh the best piece of advice i have ever received um uh be like jesus <laughs> to be like jesus i don't know if you get it. i don't know if you get me a man that was with without imperfections you get me he was perfect and just to be more like him. That's the best bit of advice. That's the advice my dad gave me. Mm. So I can't, you get me? Just be like, in every situation, if that's what, like, you could go through anything. And it's like, all right, cool, be like him. Mm -hmm. And you can get through it. True. Do this like him. You can get through it. Mm. So, yeah, man, that's the best advice, to be fair. Um, Eight million pounds. If this was, I want you to imagine that this Insta Life was actually a setup. Repeat that again. If I want you to imagine that this Insta mm -hmm. was actually a setup to <laughs> give you something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a setup to give you eight million pounds. What would you do with it? A setup to give me eight million. What would I do with the eight million? Mm. First thing I would do is buy my mum and dad a house and my sister. Oh. And you get me, get them out of the ends, you know, pattern them up nicely. Then I would purchase myself a house. Come on. Then I would invest in properties. That's what I would do. <laughs> and yeah, I've got a long list still of what I would need to do there. That means your yeah. wardrobe would be looking mad. Mad. We're not stopping. <laughs> That's like, we're people, not stopping. Always say, people always say to me, they're like, oh, bro, like, you got all the, like, bro, you got all the drip and da-da-da-da. I'm like, bro, I ain't even got money like that. Yeah, well, obviously, we have some sort of money to buy. But I'm like, bro, wait till I'm rich. <laughs> you get me? Then you're going to see something. I can see imagine. Something. Oh, my gosh. Um, when are you the most confident? So complete that, complete that, com um, complete that sentence. I am most confident when what? That's a good one. I am most confident when I have... Spoken to God. 
that's the realest. I am most confident and I've spent time with God. Like, I can't even, yeah. Not when I'm got the most drip or not when I'm spitting bars and everyone's like, yeah, bang, bang. Not when, yeah, I can't think when I've spoken with God, that's the realest. Mm. Like, that yeah. is the realest. Yeah, 100%. Uh, big up number two. Could you save the live to watch back? Yes, as soon as we finish this live, it goes straight on our page and you can watch it top to bottom. Yes. Cool. Um, cool. Which individual holds your darkest secrets? <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm not, a, I'm very transparent as a person. So when it comes to just life, if you ask me a question about my life, I give it to you. Mm. So I don't really have secrets like that. I can tell you, and like, God knows. If you ask me, if we're in conversation, mm -hmm. and I feel like I can trust you, mm -hmm. I'd, like, whatever it is I've done or things that I've been through, I'll tell you. There's nothing to hide in this life. Yeah. We all had different experiences, so you can't really judge me. People really hold secrets because maybe they're ashamed of what they've done or ashamed of what they've been through mm -hmm. or they're afraid of, they don't really trust people. If I can trust you, I'll share, you, share with you what I've been through. So, yeah. Yeah. Love it. Uh, last one. What is the most impact? No, no, not impactful. I'd say. What was like a DM or a message that someone sent you that really, really encouraged you around you, like your mu about what your music has done? Yeah, I've got a few. I received a DM from a young lady. I've got a few like this as well. I received a DM from a young lady, and she was basically like she was in the hospital. Her father was dying. Um, I believe. Um, don't quote me I believe he had cancer yeah. and she said that it was my song Life and Death that was encouraging her and keeping her with high hopes as she was in hospital and she was just like keep going never stop like, and for me that is literally what sub music with substance does and it reminds me in all the hype and all the yeah fame or whatever it is Insta pay or whatever it is that you get in the music thing mm -hmm. that there's a reason why a man's doing this um. so I got a couple, couple men from the roads that said, bro, you've encouraged me, you've helped me. Hmm. Yeah, like, I'm young, but yeah, I see, like, where I need to go, what I need to do in life because of your music. Like, hmm. So, yeah, literally. Your late, your early, um, no, your recent warm-up session with SBTV, um, yeah. and then you, on your Insta, you put uh, some feedback. Who is that on the phone call, talking to you, listening to? That feedback on, uh, what was it? What um, was it, on Insta? You put it on Insta, yeah. Someone was calling you. They called you. What did they say? And they were saying that they just loved it. They loved it. They said, you're killing me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My brother Tibsy. Yeah, yeah, that was my brother Tibsy. He basically, um, yeah, he heard the freestyle. He heard the warm-up session. And then he was like, bro, no, first he even, he sent a broadcast to all his WhatsApp people <laughs> of the freestyle. And then he messaged me. And he was like, you are the hardest. <laughs> Only called man, and then he just expressed what he was trying to say. Mm. And for me, I, you get, when you get those sort of reactions out of people, that's what keeps you going. Yeah, 100%. that's what keeps one going still. Love it. 100%. Well, you've made it for a quick fire round. That's just light work, light, light, light work. <laughs> easy, easy. easy. <laughs> because everyone that's joined us, this is Twenty One mm -hmm. Questions with Joe Joey. If this is your Come first on, time ever joining us on Twenty One, I put two questions. What? This is what you see when you do things fast. Twenty <laughs> one questions with Joe Jerry. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you want to check out any more of these episodes, it's season one, okay. season two, watch our IGTV. But we're going to dive in, dive in right about now. Um, 
tell me you tell me about a time when you were growing up that yeah. was positively memorable. There's something that happened as you were growing up that was positively memorable from your childhood. That's a very good question in a positive way. Um, there's so much, so many things. Um, I used to play football, um, play like every other black boy in, in London. <laughs> I used to play football, but in fact, I played for Storm FC, which were an academy team of Crystal Palace. I played for Stanhope FC, mm-hmm. and I played for my school football team. Um, we actually won the Croydon School Cup. Um, in our games leading up to the final, um, I scored two goals. And I felt like I was in the middle of the World Cup. It felt like, I'm not even going to cap, it felt like everyone was shouting my name. Like the first goal was gas. The second goal, everyone was like, yeah, Josh. Like, my name is Josh, by the way, everyone that don't know. What? Was like, oh, <laughs> nah, don't tell me all these years you didn't know my name was Josh. Nah, you're what, 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 what are we doing here? What are we doing here? What is this? What are we nah, doing? I see. You are very. You didn't know. What's going on here? So, you're this is Joe Joey, but you're oh Josh. Oh, Yeah, bro. And this is the first time you're telling me. You're telling me on Insta Live. <laughs> so, here it is. So, here it is. Oh, my God. So, here it is. Um, Joe Joey. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Comes from. The J-O in Josh mm-hmm. and the J-O-E in my middle name, which is Joel. Okay. So the J-O in Josh is the Joe yes. and the J-O-E is the Joey. You get it? And people are like, ah, oh, but he, I don't know what to call you, whether Josh or Joe, but you get me, whatever you feel comfortable with. But that's so funny. I thought everyone, I assumed everyone. Why? Like, what would make you, you never, you know, I, only, oh, I, heard one, I heard it in one lyric slip out. You said, they call me Josh. I said, right, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Thought, I thought, whatever. You can't be Josh. Because <laughs> it's... People okay. are like, oh, Josh don't even suit you, bro. Like, hold on. <laughs> That's funny. This is hilarious. Okay, okay. Yeah. We got football day. So, on, so how, many of you, uh, how many siblings do you have? Um, I have a brother and a sister, so two. Older, older, older or younger? Younger, younger. Yeah, sister's 20, going to be 27. Hmm. My brother's going to be 25. How, how, how old are you then? 29, just turned 29. So, young yeah. blood, you look so all young. close together, all yeah. very close together. Yeah, what was it like having siblings growing up? Um, being growing up, you being I was, a bit of a, I was a bit of a tease. <laughs> I used to tease my, my sister, but my sister's closer to age. Yeah. I used to tease my sister a bit, but anything happened to my sister, I'm crying, and that turned into later on. And like anything happened to my sister, I'm riding. <laughs> so... Yeah, and my brother, um, my brother was, my brother's very intelligent, one of the most intelligent men I know mm. on this earth that I know. Like, he's currently studying abroad in China. He Whoa. speaks Mandarin. Come on. You get it? So he, in, in my household setting, he was that sort of, you get it? So when I was living a certain life, I never put my brother or brought my brother in role. Mm-hmm. You get me? So, yeah, no, that was the kind of setup. Really intrigued. Did you feel any pressure as the oldest? Yeah, yeah. definitely. What time? Um, I think not so much as younger, but I think going into my teens, you feel that pressure. Um, I feel like I felt like I had to look after my sister. Any meat, like anything happened to her, I'm reacting. <laughs> anything, like anything. Like, let my sister come to me and tell me that so and so said this and did this. 
It could be a family member. Like, it could be anyone. Just anything happened to my sister, and I just find out. A lot of the time, my parents wouldn't even tell me. <laughs> oh, God. Because they know that I'm just going to explode. You get anything happened to my sister. So that was the sort of pressure. You get me? And then you also feel the pressure as, I have to now be an example to you. Um, I have to show you the ropes. I, if I'm not doing this, then how are you going to do that? But it's, it's a fake question, to be fair. I don't think it's real. It's what, not real. What, um, what, made, what made you, was it because of the age that made you that close to your sister? And that, yeah. and that love so strong? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I think the, the close, close in age, um, my sister, again, remember I'm kind of, I'm, I'm very transparent in it, but with my sister, I used to tell her everything. So, growing up as a teenager, like, she would, yeah, she just knows everything. She's gone in my room and seen firearms. She's gone in my room and seen knives. I've been in situations and I've come home late and I've told my sister, oh, this and that happened. Wow. Yeah, and I used to always play with her and tell her, oh, yeah, don't snitch. Like, snitch. <laughs> so, she never used to, <laughs> she never used to tell my parents anything. Mm. So, yeah. that's why I mean, my sister, yeah, we really got that wow. sort of, yeah. that sort of love, literally. Literally, man. And your brother being, um, your brother, your brother having that in quotes intelligent hat. Mm -hmm. How did you steer him away from what you was going through? Very easily. I never, because remember, he's he was well, in school years, really. Yeah, he was never close in school. Like in school years, he's not close to me. Okay. So he sees me in the house. That's okay. all he's gonna see. Yeah, he's going to see me in the house. And in the house, I'm not the same person that I am outside. So when I'm at home, that's all my brother's going to see. There was only a couple of occasions where my brother saw me taking a knife from the kitchen. And I said I was using it to cut something in my room. And there was another time he saw me coming with a bandana. And he asked me what it was for. And I said, oh, I'm using it for school in drama. <laughs> so, yeah, and because my brother's younger than me, when I was in, what, year 11, he was in year, so year 8. Wow. Or whatever, year 7. Yeah. Even maybe like yeah. and so there was never really the crossover. I just never brought him, never brought him into that. Mm. He was never involved in that song. Yeah, man. And what, where did you grow up? Uh, Fortney, Fortney. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Where you say that? Not Craden, not Craden, not Craden. Fortney. People always <laughs> like, yeah, Fortney is Craden. There's a separate. You get a separate yeah, thing. That road you got to go down. <laughs> you get me? Yeah, man. Tell me what was your. I always ask people this. What was your relationship like well, with your parents as a child? Or certainly in your teens yeah. um, to where it is now? Is yeah, there any difference? Um, or anything? No, I said, there's a big difference. I think my parents have always been loving. My parents always provided. My parents always did what they could do. Um, but I just didn't tell them everything mm. because I had this sense of, that I felt like there wasn't a platform to be able to go to them and tell them everything I was experiencing, going through and doing at the time. Mm. I felt like if I told them, they're going to react in this way. Even there were certain times where it was inevitable. They found out wow. or they saw or they guessed or they reacted. Like, why is this going? Like, what's going on? What happened? You get it? So, but um, there was not that, you know, we will banter, we'll joke. They'll provide for us. They'll love us. They'll do this. They'll pray for us. All of that stuff, what parents should do. But I just never felt like growing up, there was the platform to be able to go to speak to them. It's only so much more now in my later 20s that I've been able to speak to my parents about any and anything. Wow. Get me go to them and speak to them about my life. The things I actually did, things I actually went through, 
my thoughts as a teenager. You get me? So, yeah, there's more of a... I would say, yeah, there is more of a bond now. There's definitely more of a bond now. 100%. What, what do you think has been key in that? Have they opened up... Have they created that platform more? Or you just um, be more bold with it? Bringing I, think, I, I, think, I think I've created a platform myself. Yeah. <laughs> I think it got to a point where um, cause my dad, my dad, me and my dad, we sit down and we talk a lot. My dad can talk for England. I can talk for England. My mum as well. So we'll be in conversations and me coming off the roads and giving my life to Christ and going to church and being able to express myself in a certain way there, I can come home and do the same with my parents. Yeah. And I could talk about certain things I was struggling with because I'm dealing with it or dealt with it now. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, you lot didn't even know that I was doing this, but through prayer and through me being in the house of God, I've come out of it and I've been able to get it. So it's that, I would say, the, yeah, it is, it is our faith that's kind of allowed that platform to be able to talk about certain things, yeah. to be fair. And were they, were they ever shocked? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> they felt, at times they felt like, oh yeah, I failed as a parent. Yeah. Like, my, yeah, but you would though. You would, you would. Oh, I failed, but you haven't failed. I'm still here by the grace of God. I'm still breathing, um, succeeding in what I'm doing. So, but at times, yeah, they do feel like they did feel like, oh, we failed. Like, what did we do wrong? Mm -hmm. You get me. I have to always remind them. It's not so much what you did wrong as parents. Yeah, you didn't necessarily do anything wrong as parents. Sometimes you just didn't have the knowledge or the understanding of certain things. Mm -hmm. Like, like for example, they grew up. Their their parents and my grandparents in a household where my grandparents would work. They just work hard. That's all they do. They just work hard. They don't believe in chasing your dream. Just work hard, provide, buy a house, provide for your family, have your kids, settle down, da 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 So, of course, my parents only see that. You get disciplined at home. You don't really have that gap to go, be able to go to your parents and talk about, oh, yeah, mum, like, I'm going through this and that and the other. So, them as parents, that's literally monkey see, monkey do. They're just going to do what they've seen from growing up. So, yeah, man. How um, how did they feel about your music? What's their kind of reaction to it? Do they even yeah, know? Um, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, they love it. Yeah, they love it. Sometimes, even the other day, like last week, I came in the came in the house and they was listening to uh, my songs on YouTube. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, they yeah they love it, and they listen sometimes. And they're like, oh, so they ask me questions about it. Wow. So what happened here? What happened there? That's beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, man, proper. How do you feel? How do you feel when they show that uh, that interest and, and that passion to know to know more? Um, uh, yeah, fulfillment, mm. fulfillment, and for the fact that my music isn't only for young people; it's for people of all generations. There's certain song like the song I made, "Black Queens." Mm. My mom loves that. So my mom was even in the video, mm. um, and then I showed the video She's to one my dad. Black. Yeah, the front. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Dance it away. I showed the video to my dad and. My dad, mm, I don't really cry, but my dad shed a tear. A tear came to his eye. He was like, no, you, like, I'm proud. Wow. Yeah, and I, that for me, yeah. That <laughs> I'll hold that for the rest of my life, you get me? So, yeah, bro. How long have your parents been together? Um, 33 years. Oof. And <laughs> Yeah, this generation, you don't see that. Rare, this was the Instagram generation, 33 years, though. <laughs> Them double, dig double digit years. Mad, yeah, yeah, 33 years. What has it taught you about relationships? Oh, well, it taught me that relationships um, are not for kids. <laughs> relationships are for mature people. Relationships, um, it's going to take a lot of love 
mm. and a lot of respect from both ways. And it's not really a 50-50 thing. It's 100-100. Mm. Um, I see my dad give 100 to my mum mm. at all times. I've only seen them argue, and they probably only, I've only seen them argue like twice mm. my whole life. The whole 29 years I've been on this, I've seen my parents argue twice. And from my mum's side, it takes the respect to give to my dad. And from my dad's side, it takes the love to give to my mum. Mm. So that's a, a lot of what it, took, uh, what it taught me still. Yeah, no, to make it last, I think it's going to have to be a cycle of love and respect coming from both ways, 100%. 100%, yeah, trust me. I'm 100%. Eight, I think I'm eight, <laughs> yeah, <be> no. <laughs> <laughs> thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what allows it to last, too. That's the cycle, boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, are you currently in a relationship? No, I'm not. I was. Mm. I was four years, but yeah, no, life. 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 Yeah, yeah, life. <laughs> what would you say was the lesson you took from because that's four years, that's four years of your life. That's four years of life. You get what did I learn from that? Yeah, so much. Um, I learned, I don't think before that relationship, I knew myself, mm. so now I could say I know myself in a sense where I know in a relationship exactly what I don't want, and I know in a relationship exactly what I want. I know, and that's because I know myself now. I know exactly what I need to put in to allow it, because it's easy to get into a relationship, especially nowadays. Like you could talk to whoever you want to talk to, chat to them, whatever, move to them, and get in a relationship, take them out a couple of places, Hakkasan, Nobu, before they love to get everyone's happy. <laughs> but to maintain a relationship, it takes a lot more than that. And I learned that you need to be intentional. Not sometimes, but literally always. Like, it's a conscious thing to love somebody. It's not just, I love you, you love me. Ah, da, 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 yeah, with the roses and like, the birds are singing, like, grass is green. It's actually an intentional thing, and that's Trust me. probably the main thing I learned, to be fair. Trust me. Now, it's for, for, um, I had to go out uh, this evening, but um, <clears throat> my wife was cooking some food, and yeah. just like you said, it had to be intentional. Yeah, I yeah. knew I had to leave at a certain time. Yeah. And I'd season the chicken wings. Yeah, exactly. But to <laughs> be intentional, yeah. I, I wanted her to only have to put the chicken wings into the oven. Don't think yeah. about don't think about cleaning the chicken. Don't think about seasoning the chicken. And so I had to I had to schedule myself to make sure I've got to factor this new thing in. Come on, man. But still go and go on, and do it. That's, so that's it. it's what you mean. Yeah, it's hundred percent. It's like it's going because naturally, sometimes people obviously we're all different, but mm. naturally you don't always go the extra mile. Hundred percent. Yeah. And it's just that little extra mile that will make the difference. And if you're doing that and your partner's doing that, exactly. then it's just gonna flow like a river. You <laughs> have a relationship that flows. You get me? So hundred. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, um, big up to everyone that's joined us 21 questions with Jojo don't yeah. ignore what I wrote at the top I wrote two, um, <laughs> two um, but yeah we're just we're, we're just chopping it up man I love loving what you're talking cool. about um, tell me about what who, I don't know if it's true but who is Blood Gang who, who was Blood Gang <laughs> yeah so who is who is Blood Gang mm. um, so you got the, uh, it's, it's vast so in Brixton you got blood set in Brixton. There was Old Trey. Okay. Yeah. Old Trey was a gang that spread okay. throughout the whole of South London, to be fair. Well, 
certain areas in South London, let's not say the whole Brixton to Stockwell to Fulham, even to Croydon. Mm-hmm. So very, very big, very big. And then what was your first introduction to road life? Because it's not, you know, there's always a story about, oh, you know, you come from a good background. You've got parents that love you, that are providing, that are taking care of you. Mm. And when a child, especially males, when males get involved, there is this question of, okay, but what was it that got you? If you didn't need to be on the road, what made you get onto the road? What, what made you? Yeah, for, so for you... I what... don't think there's one specific thing that made me, mm. but I feel like there was different influences from different places. Mm. Um, the area, first of all, that I grew up in, majority of the time, the percentage of the time you don't spend in your house. So you play football, I played football, I'm on the ends, I meet new people. So they were all factors. Um, my cousins actually went to prison for a murder in 2006, wow. 2007, 2006, end of 2006, 2007. They went to, and they're still in prison now, they're due to come out soon, by God's grace, two of them, both of them. Yeah. Um, they went to jail for murders, um, for a murder. And for me, it was kind of monkey see, monkey do. Obviously, your cousins, and they were close to me. All my cousins are close to me, mm. um, especially my male cousins. They all, you get, you're, yeah. it's that sort of pub. Um, monkey see, monkey do. You kind of see them doing certain things. You go that's down that same route. Mm. Um, at, from a young age and on the outside looking in, all of that life looks kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, in school, let's say year seven, year eight, going to school, you're hearing different things. You're seeing different things. One of my closest brethren started bringing his knife to school. You get it? And then he's getting into madnesses. I'm with him going to school. I'm getting into madnesses. Mm. So that sort of cycle. But in those, in the process of doing that, you're slow. It's like it's programming you to have that sort of mindset, to be that way inclined. Yeah. Before you know, and I feel like as human beings, we are built and made to be programmed. Yeah. But it's just that you as a person or me as a person, we need to choose how we're going to be programmed. True. And I never chose. And how I was being programmed was just the roads. So I was seeing that happen. I was seeing that happen. And then gradually, when I was 14, 14, I was 15, actually. I was 15 years of age. And um, I went to pick up some drugs. And when I went to go pick up these drugs, um, the guy actually robbed me, stuck me up, robbed me. Yeah, a knife went. So when that situation happened, from that day, I had a knife on me every day wow. for no reason. And that was only because of that situation. Yeah, so it was like little little things. It's like it just pushes you mm. and then you get to the edge and it's like, damn. Yeah. Did yeah, you, in that, in that altercation, did you, um, how can I put it? Was that a conscious decision that oh, nobody will ever, ever do yeah. that again? Yeah, yeah literally. Yeah, you feel like a bit you feel like a victim. And then you even feel like like I said, you we got the power to change ourselves. And I feel like I did that. Because I come from a good home. Mm-hmm. So my first initial reaction to things isn't violence. Mm-hmm. It's love. My first initial reaction to things isn't oh, I'm gonna lick off his head. Mm-hmm. My first initial reaction but when situations happen, it's like you sit down and you reprogram your mind wow. to be that way inclined. And eventually, the amount of situations that happen to you, different things that happen, and this offence and that offence and that offence, you've got grudges now. Yeah. And you can't, sometimes you can't even take it out on the person. But now you've got grudges, you just want to take it out on somebody. Mm. 
So it's literally, yeah, it's just a matter of time. Would you say that is the general, what, what, yeah, is that the general mentality around gangsterism? What is that mentality of gangsterism that I guess some yeah, that, certain people? I, I, would say there's, I, I would say there's so many different ideologies that come with it. Like, I'll never, like, do you think I'll ever let you violate me? Ever get like all of that? I don't want to be violated, disrespect. Like he disrespected for you because he disrespected or you step on my shoes I'm going to step on your neck mm. like, if he, like if he does that make sure you if he hits you make sure you hit him so you don't get up mm. that sort of mindset right and if he like I, I was I remember having conversations with my cousin I'm not saying names but yeah my cousin and we were sitting in a car and I kept getting into madnesses so we'll have little fights here and there getting into this up, this one here and there in the shop here and there, in Fort and Eve, up at, yeah, I'm getting into little madnesses. And my cousin was like to me, he's like to me, you're skinny, like, why are you using your fist? He's like, you mad? He's like, he's like, big youths should get, you. these are the words he said to me, he's like, big youths get licked down. He's like, stop using your fist. He's like, do you think I ever use my hands? He's like, do you think I'm ever going to use my hands again? It's either a knife or a burner. So that was the sort of things I'm being fed. I'm a bit younger than him. Mm. I'm hearing him say that. So I'm just thinking, oh yeah, that mm. makes sense. Like, I can hold my own with my fist, but hold on. Why am I going to fight someone that's six foot five? I'm only five foot eight in a bit. And you get, why am I going to use my fist? Let's go. Mm. So that's the sort of twisted mindset, like a warped world that the rose kind of gives you and you kind of just grow with that. Mm. And it's yeah, almost man. like I hear from what you're saying, it's almost like that, be like you said, that becomes your world. If you didn't come from that world, that thought, that gangsterism, it becomes... It becomes your thing. It becomes your normal living. It's like you, yeah, it's like um, you... Yeah, you can you can be the, like, you, you live the happiest life, so to speak. And before you know it, you're outside, you act a certain way, you come home, you're, you're normal. Through what you go through, you see what's going on around you in your estate or in your ends, you come back home at normal. Before you know it, that same characteristics and attitudes that you were portraying outside, you come home and you can't change that. That whole thing that you was doing on the roads has now oh. become you. So in my house, I'm even not, I'm not the same. Like my mum don't even recognise me no more. My mum's telling me, like, why are like, you always angry? Like, I'm still me, of course I'm still me, but I'm, there's, a, there's something's changed. You know, you can see a slight difference in someone's character. You're not sure why, but as a mother or a father, you're going to see that thing. <laughs> well, what's happened maybe it's just that he's a teenager yeah. but yeah there's, there's so much more to it so much more to it how much of it can you attribute to uh, I guess the spiritual sense of things that was going on being someone who's in a yeah. faith now and understanding mm -hmm. how the spiritual world works and, and mm -hmm. you know what, can, looking back can you see the spiritual element of it as well 150% the the spiritual realm is the father realm. The spiritual realm governs the physical realm. So anything that happens physically happens spiritually first. And obviously there are physical attributes that take place that come into play. But of course there's a spiritual, you get So even, for example, um, being on the roads, the, the anger, let's use anger for example. Anger goes from being angry, it works with your pride, works with your ego, but anger can turn into murder. You get me? And I, 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 I sorry to stop it. I literally, um, I was watching a documentary the other day, and the person said, 
psychologically, whenever anybody gets angry within the first three seconds, they have the anger, they have the ability to kill. That is literally, and, that's, and is that a believer? That's someone that isn't even in the faith. Yeah, yeah. You see it? Yeah. So that's a man that is not a Christian saying these things. So there's a science to it as well. You, you get, you, like, like, imagine you're going through situations every single day or nearly every day that are getting you to that point. You're going to end up killing someone. So it turns into a point of, um, yeah, so it turns into anger and then works with murder. And I realised that from, I used to get angry and when I'd be angry or something used to happen or someone will come and tell me, oh, so-and-so did it. I'd be like, watch, I'm going to catch a body. Watch, I swear. And I meant You used to say I that. Swear. I'm going to kill someone, I swear. I used to say, oh, if the man was here, I used to say all the time, I'm so shocked by the grace of God. But I used to confess and speak this thing over my life. Wow. And, and that was the spiritual part of it. It's, it's, it's as if something else, you know when you, you get to a point where you have a certain characteristic or a characteristic flaw, but you mm. can't then control yourself. It's almost yeah. like you're addicted to doing something. That is when you know that there's another thing spiritually influencing you and taking control. It's like puppets. It's like a puppeteer. One of the men um, had a dream. One of my brethren had a dream one time. And at the time, they were beefing. Brixton was beefing Peckham back and forth, back and forth. And he had a dream that in Peckham, there were these beings that had all the men on puppets, on, on puppet strings and was manipulating the whole beef. And you know, more time you think, oh yeah, well, who, like people may, they say it in the newspapers, they're like, what would possess a person to do that? It's literally that. What would possess a person to do things like that? To murder someone cold-blooded, like without even, you get me? And I know some people who have come out of that lifestyle that a spirit of murder, because I, I believe that if there's a God, then there's also a devil. And if there's angels, then there's also demons. And a spirit of murder had taken over this boy's mind and he would literally, if people ain't dropping, it would bother him. Wow. It, would, it would bother him. It would be, if people, if bodies ain't dropping, it would agitate him. And that's when you know that something, it's not just to do, to do, and that's when you know, people are like, oh, he's just gone mad. It's not even just a mental thing. It is mm. a spiritual thing. Because then you find out when you start to pray about these things, then they start changing. You feel me? So that's how I started to see with myself those characteristics, sorry, that I had, um, the mindsets that I had, the ideologies that I had, the concepts about life that I had, when I went into prayer and I brought it all to God, it's the only time I started to see full change. Wow. And I'm not saying that you can't see change otherwise. You can go to counsellors and you can do all these things and move out at the end. But when I started to take it to God, I saw full transformation. Even how I looked, changed. I used to look like a I used to... God knows, my proper throwback. I used to look depressed, angry, and violent all in one go. Like, you just you get it. But at the same time, like, I'm still me. But I used to look like that. And then you take it to God. And that took time. That took months of prayer and just, you get me, fasting mm -hmm. and all that stuff to break those chains of the road. So, yeah, man. What was, what was for you your biggest wake-up call? Um, my... Brethren died. He actually got stabbed. He was stabbed in his heart. Um, yeah, that was my biggest wake-up call because it was at, it happened at the right time. Not to say he died at the right time, mm. but it happened at the right time for me. Mm -hmm. um, it happened at a time where I was transitioning. So I was 
I got baptized. I got baptized. I was still dabbling with the roads. Good there. Good there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, bro. Yeah, I got baptized, bro, and I was still kind of dabbling with the roads a bit, still getting into madnesses, like on a frequent basis. But I just got baptized. <laughs> yeah, and I remember, um, I remember I was meant to go to a party. Um, I didn't go to the party. I went home. Now I've gone home. I'm in my bed about two a.m. The madams called me and they said, "Oh, Esso's been stabbed." So what do you mean? I thought it was older, which I know is older. Yeah. So I wish he'd been stabbed. He's like, no, nah, bro, he's dead, fam. He's dead. He's dead, bro. He's dead. I'm like, what you? I'm in my bed at 2 a.m. Like, I'm in my bed. He's dead. And they've just put the sheet over him, bro. He's dead. Right. Jumped out of my bed. I, I, I jumped out of my bed. I didn't even leave my house. I got on my knees. I cried. I cried. And that was, that was the turning moment. Because the next day, I sat down. And I don't know, like, I am my own man, and the people around me come back, I'll make my own decision. Like, you know, that could have been your end or that could have been my end. And that is literally what pushed me that way. Like, that's literally, I, I sat down and I thought, right, death don't respect nobody. Good. Now, how are you? No. Do you want to come off and come back on? Yeah, do you want to come back come off and come back on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 